Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, welcome back to Superhuman Radio. You know, um, we, we always find new innovations in the ability to uh, increase longevity in humans. And we're always searching for this. Obviously, it's been around forever. I mean, we're always going to try to che- cheat death to some, some degree. It's our objective to live longer, live happier lives. And so every now and then I come across a study or some work that has uh, some promise and uh, that's what today's show is about. My guest today is Dr. Mikhail Blagasconi, but we're going to refer to you as Misha, right? Right. Okay. Right, and we're going to be talking about uh, something called rapamycin. We've actually talked about it on the show in the past, uh, but we're going to talk about it today in a slightly different context. So first of all, for my listeners, Misha, t- explain what rapamycin is. Rapamycin is actually a prescription drug which is used to prevent organ rejection after organ transplantation. And it's also now used, its analogs as anti-cancer drugs. So this is all drug. It was discovered long ago, but only recently something amazing actually happened. We realized that this is drug that suppresses aging. Aging from uh, worm and flies right. to mammals. Right. It's, it starts out with the uh, the elegantis, what is it called, the, 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 the worm that they worked with originally? Yeah, C. elegans. Yeah, C. elegans, yeah. Now, it's important to understand something. Rapamycin was first discovered as a... Um, as a b- bacteria, correct, on, on the Easter Island of Rapa Nui, and hence that's where the name rapamycin came. Right. And, and right. right now it's manufactured by Wyeth under the name rapamune, which is, is, is used for, as you pointed out, mm-hmm. individuals who undergo organ transplant, they give them this medication so that their body doesn't reject the organ. So it's suppressed, right. so it suppresses the immune system, correct? Well, we are studying this right now. I would call it it's, it rejuvenate immune system because in old mice it was shown that it's actually stimulate immunity. So um, it's not such harsh immunosuppressant. So maybe it, it, it almost has an adaptogenic side to it then. Right. And besides that, in, we, we think that in the right doses and the right formulations, it could be used without any immunosuppression. So at least mice live longer when they take rapamycin, and rapamycin delays cancer. And humans who are taking rapamycin because of organ rejection, they have some side effects, but one of these side effects is that there is less cancer. Interesting. Interesting. So it's a such positive side effect. Okay. Now, there, there, there's lots of research into, into chemo prevention, uh, and, and cancer drugs out there. Some of them work to 
reestablish cellular apoptosis, while others seem to affect inflammation and the inflammatory response by the immune system. It sounds like rapamycin works uh, through the latter pathway. Am I correct in assuming that? Yes. Uh, traditionally, it, it was thought that rapamycin will directly kill cancer cells, but this is very non-toxic drug. And in my opinion, mechanism of chemoprevention that it slows down organismal aging. So this is beautiful situation mm. that we may prevent cancer by staying young because age aging is the major risk factor of cancer. Right. You know what I just thought of? It just dawned on me too. Um, have you looked at the effects of rapamycin on the telomere? Well, we didn't. We didn't. It would be interesting. Uh, you see where I'm going with that, right? It would be interesting because we know that as the telomere becomes shorter, the probability of, uh, of a mutant replication of that DNA becomes more prevalent. And a lot of, and, and there is some evidence that that could lead to certain types of cancers. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. But one of the major mechanisms of slowing down organismal aging, because another uh, treatment that uh, prolongs lifespan, calorie restriction, it delays cancer in mice. So mice live longer and cancer is delayed because cancer is really age-associated disease, especially prostate, breast, colon, and so on. Right. So if we slow down our aging, we can delay cancer or prevent it. And, and in the same, we can prevent or delay other age-related diseases. Right, and we're gonna, and we're gonna talk more about the different diseases that actually this, that this affects, but let's just stay just for a moment longer on the longevity uh, effect of this. As you mentioned a moment ago, there seems to be a relationship between rapamycin and hypocaloric, very, very ultra-low calorie diets. We already know, or at least we thought we knew, the mechanism that, that hypocaloric diets work through by increasing sirtuins. Is there a relationship between, uh, sirtuins and the, uh, mammalian target of rapamycin? Well, actually, uh, I have a little bit different point of view okay. on mechanism of calorie restriction. What is another name of uh, target of rapamycin, TOR or MTOR? It's nutrient sensing pathway. So what nutrients are doing, glucose, uh, proteins, amino acids, they stimulate TOR. And by stimulating TOR, they accelerate aging. So when we eat less, or mice eat less, or animals, TOR is deactivated slightly. Ah. But rapamycin deactivated strongly. So in this, it could be much more potent life-extending treatment than calorie restriction. And besides that, actually, it, it was shown that it's probably will less appetite. So people will even eat less and losing some weight. And at the same time, it it might be much more benign treatment than calorie restriction. Interesting. And, you know, the, um, when you talk about TOR, the target, uh-huh. target of rapamycin, yeah. I'm trying to envision what TOR is. Is this a receptor? Well, it's... It, it's 
intracellular protein signal transduction pathway, and this is relatively long signal transduction pathway, but why I'm talking about TOR all the time? Because it stands out, because we have clinically available drug to inhibit it. Right, right. I I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just agreeing with you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, uh, as you said correctly, it was discovered as product which produced by bacteria, and bacteria produce it to inhibit growth of yeast. So it's something opposite to uh, mirror image of penicillinum. So uh, by in and growth is linked to aging because when we stop growing, we start aging. So TOR is involved at the beginning in growth and then in aging. For that reason, rapamycin produced by bacteria inhibit growth of yeast, but also inhibit their aging. Interesting. Now, there is a drug on the market called Affinitor, which is an, uh, is an mTOR inhibitor. Does that have the same effect as taking rapamycin by, by inhibiting M, the, the mammalian target of rapamycin? Is that the, does it have the same effect? Well, uh, there are several inhibitors of mTOR. Okay. And some of them analogs of rapamycin. Those that analogs of rapamycin and they used mostly for cancer treatment, they have the same effect. But some, uh, drugs probably um, have a little bit different effects. One interesting drug, by the way, is metformin. This is well-known drug which is used diabetes for yeah. diabetes. It's actually the yeah. gold standard. Metformin is the gold standard for diabetes treatment nowadays. Right, and it's used for type two diabetes, and uh, it it was shown recently that it's also slightly increased lifespan in mice and uh, increase insulin sensitivity and other benefits. But recently it turned out that this is indirect inhibitor of mTOR. Ah, indirect. 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 Okay, let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to delve more into the potential longevity effects of rapamycin. My guest today is Mikhail Blagasconi. He likes me to call him Misha. Thank you for that because it's a lot easier. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long, stressful day. Well, listen to this story from Dylan Goutreau. Definitely takes anxiety away, which I have a long history of having. Started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax. That was at eight years old. And so I stopped using benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full, full out panic attack. The the chill pill was the first thing that I've found that actually in the middle of a panic attack I can take and it definitely uh, subsides. Go to drseeds.com. That's D. R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the chill pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. 
Are you still on the fence about Body Protection Complex BPC Oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some nagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem, and I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to DrSeeds.com, D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC, Body Protection Complex, today. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-C eye drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-C and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-see eye drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-see eye drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than Can-see eye drops. Go to Wise Choice medicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision new mass pro synthogen x2 just upped its own legendary game to distance itself even further from the rest of the pack synthogen x2 now has double the key active ingredients if you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like synthogen x2 delivers see why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at synthogen.com Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. Your radio just got ripped. It's Superhuman Radio. want to remind everybody that uh, Orbit Nutrition is having a special Superhuman Radio listener 10% discount off their already low prices. At checkout, use the coupon code SHR10. That's SHR10. Visit OrbitNutrition.com. My guest today is... uh, Dr. Misha Blagasconi, we're talking about rapamycin, its effect on longevity. Misha, uh, yes. did you want to say something before we went into the break? Did you want to finish your statement from before? Uh, actually, uh, I am ready to continue. I guess okay. I have a lot of interest. In okay, let, let me ask you a question. One of the unique things about rapamycin uh, was that it was as effective on older uh uh, subjects in these studies, mice, for instance, it even extended life in in mice that were the equivalent of sixty years old in humans in human age. Correct? I mean, so it was something that even though it was introduced later in life, it still extended their life. Right, right, right. And actually, this w- was predictable. Uh, I wrote about this in some of my theoretical papers even four years ago. So, basically, uh, if rapamycin inhibits aging, it delays 
age-related diseases, so it delays causes of death. So uh, it doesn't really treat diseases, but delays. For example, if somebody has osteoporosis, which is age-related disease, right. in this case, uh, by inhibiting aging, we can delay osteoporosis. But ah, so basically, somebody, what you're really doing is you're yeah. just slowing down the clock. Yeah, the clock. But if person with osteoporosis have a broken hip, in this case, rapamycin will not help. Already. Right, it'll slow the healing down. Yeah, right. So the same with everything else. For example, it can delay progression of atherosclerosis, but if stroke already occurs, for example, it cannot uh, repair. You know, you know, you know what I find interesting. You know, I, I look at. I, I I did a show last year with a. I and I and I tried to dig this up during the break, and I couldn't find it fast mm -hmm. enough. But I did a show last year where I interviewed a scientist from Canada. I believe he was in uh, in Quebec, and they had published a study up there that it was glucose signaling that le led to advanced aging. And they had done these these studies in yeast and then in C. Along, uh, elegantis, yeah. and then they were doing them in mice. And right. it was glucose signaling. And I, the thing I find interesting is that um, one of the one of the natural natural uh, supplements that is supposed to also uh, have an effect on longevity and health uh, is is resveratrol. Its ability to upregulate right. sirtuins. Well. The interesting thing about resveratrol is resveratrol was found to be as effective on a milligram per milligram basis as metformin in managing blood glucose. So when you said that about metformin a moment ago and you said, you know, that has the ability to also have some of these effects and indirectly lower um, mTOR. And, I, and, and all of a sudden I thought, well, maybe that's all, you know, it, 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 what, what we're learning here, I think, more than anything else, is yeah. that it's not, there's no one thing. It's, 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 it's actually an orchestrated uh, a thing, a group of things that have to happen, isn't it? Right. But uh, at least metformin and resveratrol, they indirectly inhibit TOR, mTOR. Do they? Yes. Ah. Resveratrol, we showed this and some other scientists also published this data that resveratrol at high dose uh, inhibits mTOR activity, but indirectly. So uh, when I am talking about target of resveratrol, I say indirectly mTOR, target ah, of resveratrol. Okay, okay. Now, so now, so now the, 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 uh, the rapamycin ex extended life the equivalent of 30%, correct? Well, uh, Actually, it was one study, and rapamycin was started later in life. So it would be interesting to see if it started in middle life. It shouldn't be started, of course, in young animals. Right, because they're growing, right. Yes. Right. This is first. Second, it's not clear what formulations and doses should be used. It's not clear how it should be combined with diet. We are working on these important questions because we need to develop rapamycin, which is not 
immunosuppressive at all. Right. At such doses and formulations, or in combinations with some other drugs, for example, with metformin. So there is a lot of possibilities. But what is important about rapamycin, that unlike other investigational drugs, it's in human use for many years. Well, and, 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 and because it's a, it was actually used for a while as an antifungal before it was used as a, a chemoprotective, right? Right. And besides that, it was many style, studies that rapamycin was studied for almost every existing age-related disease. And this study was done by experts in different fields. And when I collected together all this data, it's become clear that the reason why rapamycin could be used for atherosclerosis, Parkinson's disease, for example. Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's disease, too, they're having success with it, right? Well, uh, this some um, animal models, in animal models. Right, that's right, right. Yeah. So, in these animal models, so why one drug could be used for such different applications? And the answer is that mechanism of action is slowing down, inhibiting aging. So, all aging age-related diseases have a common component, right. which is inhibited by this one single drug. That's it's amazing. Yes, I mean it really. You know, I mean we we're always looking for, and, and and even pharmaceutical companies are always looking for a single drug that has multiple benefits. But right. rapamycin really, really does seem to be that. Right. This is what uh, I published and including how we can use it, for example, for treatment and prevention of one disease, and then in the same patients to try to observe its effect on other disease. Because in all the people, several diseases usually coexist. Right. It could be high blood pressure, it could be diabetes, obesity, and uh, macular degeneration, and so on. Uh, by the way, it was very interesting story about macular degeneration. Of the, uh, you're talking about the ocular disease, macular de- degeneration? Yeah. Okay, okay. This is actually a major cause of blindness, and uh, there is no very effective treatment. And uh, when five years ago I realized that rapamycin is actually anti-aging drug for humans, uh, in this case it should slow down all diseases. So I made mental experiment. I chose one disease which I was not familiar. It was macular degeneration. Right. And and I went to ophthalmologist, uh, my good friend, and asked, did he hear about rapamycin? Because I thought he would say yes. And it was not known. But uh, after one year, uh, I learned that very successful company started developing rapamycin in California for treatment of macular degeneration. Really? Yes, they started doing this uh, 
for different rationale. They worked on this for many years before. So it was not my influence, of course. But <laughs> but I found this coincidence that uh, uh, they work. So it work. does it does work. Now does it does it just slow the progression of the disease or does it reverse it? Well, uh, I got information only from website of this company. So uh, it, it was not complete disclosure. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to take a break in just a moment, but if we could just address one other thing that I have a special interest in. You said that rapamycin seemed to benefit those who suffer from Parkinson's disease. Once again, does it just slow the progression of the disease, or can it actually keep the disease at bay indefinitely? Well, actually, we're talking not about humans, but about animal models. Right. And in animal models, this disease is slightly different. But basically, what rapamycin is doing is decrease synthesis of these abnormal proteins and increase self-eating, cell can eat these abnormal proteins. It decrease overactivation of cell. So, because cell overactivation can eventually cause damage. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I've got some more questions for you. We're talking about rapamycin today and its ability to lengthen life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon 1. Dot com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. You already know the benefits of red light therapy. Now you have to find the strongest, best one out there at the best price, right? That's where Scott Chevery found himself. He had to create Mito Red Light so you can get the strongest, best red light therapy unit in the world at the absolute best price. And the Superhuman Nation gets an additional discount. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR to get the lowest price price anywhere plus free shipping inside the usa and deeply discounted shipping worldwide go to mitoredlight.com and use code shr today that's m-i-t-o-r-e-d-l-i-g-h-t.com do you use protein powder then you'll want to hear this thrive protein is the single best protein blend in the world built around what mother nature put into mother's milk thrive protein is the first human appropriate protein blend there's just too much in thrive to list in this commercial that's why i'm challenging 
encouraging you to compare your current protein to thrive. Get your current protein and go to thriveprotein.com and see how your protein's label stacks up to thrive. For a limited time, get three pounds of thrive for $59.95, including shipping inside the USA. That's thriveprotein.com and code COMPARE. Get ready to experience protein envy. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Build muscle. Learn that. It's Superhuman Radio. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. My guest today is Dr. Mikhail Lagasconi. We're talking about rapamycin and its effect on longevity. I just want to mention something. Uh, there is a banner ad on superhumanradio.com for GLC 2000, uh, buy one, get one free. And you really have to call their phone number, their toll-free 800 number. If you click the link that's on the website, and once you go to their website, call the 800 number and tell them you are a listener of Superhuman Radio, and they it's an outstanding, I mean, GLC-2000 is already the least expensive, highest potency glucosamine chondroitin product on the market, and getting a buy one, get one free is like getting it for half price, so it's outstanding, so check them out, glcdirect.com. Misha, um, the, obviously the big concern, and you mentioned that the, the role now is to find uh, rapamycin that does not inhibit immune function. Obviously, um, but what what if the, what if part of the benefits of rapamycin are because it does inhibit immune function? What if some of the aging process is actually um, uh, self-imposed, so to speak, a process that the immune system over time starts to maybe attack the body? Right. Actually, uh, this is very good uh, thought that you just said. Because people don't realize this, that aging is associated with autoimmune diseases and increased immunity in something, hyperimmunity. And inflammation in general also is associated with aging. So it's, uh, I would say, different way to look on this. Uh, Rapamycin is labeled as immunosuppressant because it's, it, it is sold for this purpose. Right. It, it could be labeled anti-cancer drug, anti-aging, or anti-inflammatory, for example, like aspirin. Right. So in this case, if it would be called anti-inflammatory, we would not be... Worry, yeah, we, we, we wouldn't worry about its immunosuppressive agents because it's, it's, we're focusing on something else. Right. So um, there are very different immunosuppressants. And uh, rapamycin um, 
is very benign, I would say. But what is important is to develop doses and formulations that it will be lower doses and so on, which would exclude any side effects because rapamycin was developed specifically for uh, doses and schedules specifically for uh, transplant patients for uh, as anti-rejection drug. So, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. So now we need to redevelop it. And actually, uh, we organized a spin-off at Russell Park company, Tartis, which is now working on this, uh, to develop rapamycin as anti-aging drug. Are you seeing resistance about, I mean, I realize that more and more people in medicine are starting to get the idea that those of us who have been on the front end of, of anti-aging, it's, it's not about finding a younger wife and, and looking young. It's about staving off age-related disease. And I think that the term anti-aging has almost um, become whitewashed with zealots who would uh, infuse their bodies with dangerous things just to look younger. And are you? do you see any uh, difficulty when you start talking about rapamycin as an anti-aging agent, do you do you have your do your, your colleagues look at you like oh you know uh, Ponce de Leon here we go, right? And also there is another problem here. Most scientists who work in aging they not familiar with clinical use of rapamycin. So uh, at first, especially many years ago, when I was talking about that reaction from basic scientists was that, but you cannot use rapamycin in humans. It's poison. We use it in the laboratory. Uh, and I was saying, but it's already used in humans. So then they say, but at first you need to check the affected mice at least. I said it was all done 30 years ago. So it was developed, approved by FDA, by uh, in almost all countries. So now we just need to take advantage. And amazing in that, that if many people already taking rapamycin, we can study these patients for something else. For example, uh, on cancer prevention on atherosclerosis. By the way, rapamycin is also used uh, on coronary stents. On what? To, co- 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 carotid stents, you said? Uh, coronary stents. It's um, stents which implanted... Oh, yeah, cor- coronary stents. Yeah, because they, yeah, right now they yeah. use... Uh, what was the, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Okay, and, and Plavix, they have the Plavix stint and so on and so forth. That yeah. I know what you're talking about, yeah. So, so to prevent restenosis of uh, arteria. So it was another study in which uh, stents was used without rapamycin, but rapamycin was taken per os orally, right. and it also helped to prevent restenosis. So it means that rapamycin actually uh, reduced 
atherosclerosis progression in humans, it was shown in mice that it delayed atherosclerosis in uh, mice, uh, special genetic mice, which have it very fast. So another very interesting side effect, which is observed in... Um, it, almost, it almost seems like rapamycin... Yeah. Um, does the uh, corrects everything that is wrong with our uh, society's uh, the, our way of eating and living? It's almost it's a, you know it, it reduces inflammation, it slows down aging, um, it, and as a result of slowing down aging, it has a profound effect on a myriad of diseases. Right, right. And so right. it it's almost like it it it. it I, I, what at what if if rapamycin was to become an anti aging drug and what probably talking about decades, decades of research and so on and so forth. But if it were to become an anti-aging drug, at what age would it be introduced if this was an elective drug that the pharmaceutical company would jump on? If they, if they thought they could get people to walk into every doctor's office and say, okay, I want rapamycin now because I'm getting it to that age, what would be the age that they, it would be introduced, 35, 40, 45? Well, uh, I would say that... For women, at least, I think it should be started immediately after menopause. Uh huh. Okay. Good point. Uh, and uh, for men, I think it should be started at lower doses, something from the age of 35, 40. I thought you were going to say immediately after marriage. <laughs> no, no. Actually, it it can have because it's at least at high doses. But now it's used in high doses. Right. In high doses, it's decreased proliferation, and it also may decrease fertility, reproduction ability. Oh. Uh, but but at the moment when person is taken, then it, when it's discontinued, it should be restored. And that and that's but, a good point that's a good point. Um if, if if the animals that were given rapamycin did any of them have rapamycin withdrawn at some point in their lifespan to see what the effects were when it when, when it was withdrawn did they catch back up to their normal chronological age and die on time or did they still have a prolonged life equivalent to the period of time they took rapamycin? Well, actually, it was only two studies so far on effect of rapamycin on mice longevity in normal mice and cancerpron. So this is a very interesting question, what you're asking. Uh, uh, but we, we, we will need to study this, and especially we will need to study low doses of rapamycin because... Uh, I think that there is no reasons that it should be used in the same doses which are anti-cancer or anti-rejection doses. So uh, my hope that at those doses, and it should be probably have some windows, some breaks, relief, rest from rapamycin. So uh, there are a lot of study now to do how to use rapamycin for new indication. You know, you know what? I, when I think of rapamycin, I think about 
those old science fiction movies like Flash Gordon and such where when when uh, astronauts were going to undergo time travel because they were going to travel at the speed of light, uh, they would step into a, a capsule that would cryogenically freeze them or stop them from aging, and they would travel for you know 50 years but not age and they would wake up and they would be if it would be 50 years later but they they it was like they only slept for an hour and it sounds to me like that's what rapamycin is in a capsule it 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 kind of it kind of suppresses all aging momentarily or for as long as you take it uh and as a result the the finish line of your life and all the diseases that you encounter at the finish line of your life is extended further out yeah, I believe that. Of course, it was not shown in uh, humans, but uh, I expect that. But what another expectation that, of course, we, we will not be mortal, of course, uh, taking rapamycin. Right. Beca- because we will... We'll still wear, we're still going to wear out. It's just going to be a little, a little bit further. That, that's, that's all it's going to be. Or, or maybe we will find new causes of death, new diseases. Yeah. I can, I, which we don't even know now, which unrelated to mTOR and to aging. I can give example. For example, in the past, many people died from infections. Right. And, and because of that, it was not well known about, let's say, Alzheimer's disease. Right, right. So when we start live longer, eliminating causes of death early in life, then we see age-related diseases. When we delay this, maybe we can see something else. But this will be just speculation by now. No, I, I, have, to, I have to agree with you with that. I, I think you're exactly right. And, I, and as soon as you said that, I thought to myself, we gave up infectious disease for chronic disease. So maybe if we extend life through agents like rapamycin and we end up living, instead of the average age being 75, it starts to become 107 and 115, and we're talking about the mass population living this long. Now we're going to encounter uh, something other than chronic disease that will probably shorten, uh, take our lives, and then that will become the new finish line. That we're right. shooting for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Let's take our last commercial break, and when we come back, we will finish up the interview. Stay tuned. You're listening to Superhuman Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Cansee eye drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Cansee and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Cansee eye drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Cansee eye drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. 
Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new Transformation Challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one.com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. You already know the benefits of red light therapy. Now you have to find the strongest, best one out there at the best price, right? That's where Scott Chevery found himself. He had to create Mito Red Lights so you can get the strongest, best red light therapy unit in the world at the absolute best price. And the Superhuman Nation gets an additional discount. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR to get the lowest price anywhere, plus free shipping inside the USA and deeply discounted shipping worldwide. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR today. That's M-I-T-O-R-E-D-L-I-G-H-T.com. Do you use protein powder? Then you'll want to hear this. Thrive Protein is the single best protein blend in the world, built around what Mother Nature put into mother's milk. Thrive Protein is the first human-appropriate protein blend. There's just too much in Thrive to list in this commercial. That's why I'm challenging you to compare your current protein to Thrive. Get your current protein and go to THRIVProtein.com and see how your protein's label stacks up to Thrive. For a limited time, get three pounds of Thrive for $59.95, including shipping inside the USA. That's THRIVProtein.com and code COMPARE. Get ready to experience protein envy. Your radio just got ripped. It's Superhuman Radio. back to Superhuman Radio. We're talking today with Dr. Mikhail Vlagasconi about the effects of rapamycin on longevity. Misha, if you had a guess, how far out are we looking before you think, assuming that everything keeps playing out in humans as it does in, in, in mice, how long in the future do you think we'll see uh, a, a real anti-aging drug on the market, perhaps rap, rapamycin? Well, um I think it will be a rapamycin, but I think that it will not be labeled as anti-aging drug because uh, FDA cannot approve anti-aging drug. Uh, and so this drug will be approved for prevention or treatment, particular age-related disease. For example, atherosclerosis or Parkinson's disease, for example. Or cancer prevention, but it'll ne- it'll never be a rescue drug. Well, it it will not be drug which will be prescribed probably just uh, as anti aging uh, for a while at least. Do you, for- do you, do you know that you know the, uh, the United States government published a study in two thousand eight? I think I did a show on it, and mm-hmm. it was it was uh, the, the study was performed by the uh, intelligence agency, of the, uh, some arm of the intelligence agency. They looked at the most dis- disruptive technologies, mm-hmm. and they classified disruptive technologies as anything that could influence 
or affect the United States position in economically, uh, in geopolitically, militarily. Um, uh, and, and there was five um, categories that something mm-hmm. had to affect. And if it affected any one of them, um, mm-hmm. that, that was in, in the study. And there were a lot of things in the study. Re, re, um, the effects of, uh, of, of uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Renewable energy was one of the, one of the things. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing, the number one thing that was in this study, the number one disruptive technology <clears throat> that actually affected all five of the categories in the study uh-huh. was gerund technology. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the approach of medicine to prolong life. And, and I, and I have to tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm a little worried that drugs like these will not be made available because there may, uh, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not saying that, that the, oh, you know, the government wants us to die. But what I am saying is that I have a feeling that these are the types of drugs that, that, that if they are labeled as anti-aging, as you said, they won't be. They will not be used the way they're supposed to be. Well, actually, uh, uh, this, uh, I think, rapamycin, if it will be developed for anti-aging purposes or to, for delaying prevention of any disease, it will solve, actually, health care crisis because uh, it People will not only live longer, but will live healthier. It's very well known that people who live more than 100 years, they very healthy almost all of their life. Right. So uh, in this situation, what we will observe that people will age healthier. They will age chronologically, but not biologically so fast. So all diseases will start not at age, let's say, 70, but at age 100. Right. And actually, because of that, it will be less demand on Medicine, yes, but, but, medicine. but think, but think about that. There'll be less demand on pharmaceutical drugs that do all of those jobs right now. You have, you have the average, uh, 65, 70 year old person taking at least three medications today, one for blood pressure, one for cholesterol and, and, and pick one, you know, uh, and, and, right. and so that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if, because I, I look, what? you're, you're preaching to the choir. I understand what? the importance of, of, of anti-aging and its ability uh, yeah, to stave but, off age-related disease. But I would not worry about this because, uh, unfortunately, I would not worry about this because if people taking these drugs now, let's say from age of 60 to 80, then they will take in the same drugs from age 100. Uh-huh, to I see what you're saying. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, but, but people would be able to work longer because they will be healthier. I think it will change dramatically uh, age of, of retirement. Yeah, it that's will true. Be pro- so society will be more able to support health care because each of retirement will be probably uh, shifted. When, when, when do you foresee a human trial with rapamycin? Well, human trials already going on because uh, actually thousands of people. Yeah, that was, that was a stupid question. Because, but human trials are being done right now on people who are using it as a, 
a cancer agent or an anti-rejection agent, right? Right. So these people already have, these people already have, and, and they're, they're, they're starting from yes. below the You're baseline, right. right? This what, uh, I, uh, and, uh, my colleagues, we want to organize. There were some pilot studies in humans when it was used for other diseases like uh, uh, coronary stenting and so on. There were such studies. But we want to organize clinical studies in which we can use low doses of rapamycin. Right, on people who are, people who are relatively healthy but just, just aging and, you know, see what that, sort of like what you did with the mice. <laughs> right. So, actually, it was two studies in mice. Right. We studied in cancer-prone mice and in normal, right. It was another people studied. So when do you so, think? So when do you think actual clinical trials on just regular people with low doses would occur? Well, uh, as I said, we started uh, company Tartis spin-off at Russell Park, and we hope to initiate some studies. Yeah, that, this is really exciting. And and when you say. These low doses. What what is the what is the clinical dose of rapamycin as an anti-rejection drug? Well, it's usually two milligram uh, per day, and it was used high doses also, but not so. Uh, what is considered a high dose of rapamycin? Twenty milligrams? No, 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 no. I can see the current doses, regular doses, between two and five milligrams as high doses. Really? So. Yes. So you're talking about low dose. You're talking like a hundred micrograms as a as a low dose. Well, uh, I would not like to say any number at that moment. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I, I, I was just trying to get a feel for the range of dose. You know, some drugs are dosed at three and four hundred milligrams. Some at grams. When you said two to five milligrams, I was thinking, oh my gosh. That is a very powerful agent. Well, a low it, dose is going to have to be uh, well under a quarter of a milligram right. for a low dose. It, it's it's extremely powerful agent. Uh, and in cell culture, for example, some normal cells respond to uh, rapamycin at doses picograms. Really? It's like one millionth right. of... A, a of, milligram, yeah, right. Yeah. And at the same time, when we increase dose, for example, 1,000 times over this dose, which is already active, it's not toxic. Why? Because rapamycin has only one target. So mTOR, when, when mTOR is inhibited, there's no much additive effect. There's no interaction, in the, right? Yeah, but in the organism is a little bit different because in the organism we want to, let's say, inhibitor in some organs, let's say in fat tissue, of course, in fat tissue, but without much inhibiting of lymphocytes right. or just slightly inhibiting. So uh, this um, question of doses, formulations, Combinations with other drugs, with the diet, this could solve, I think, I think this will solve problem relatively soon because this drug already in 
clinical use. So, uh, I wonder, I wonder, you know, it's amazing because I, I have a good friend who had, uh, liver failure and he, he has a, he had a replacement liver and uh-huh. I, I'm going to call him tonight and ask him if he's taking rapamycin. I wonder if he is. Um, but obviously even with individuals who have troubles like that, rapamycin is going to have some benefits in pro- maybe prolonging their development of other unrelated diseases. So, and it's really interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So what's yes. the next step for your group? Are you, are you on the verge of another study right now or uh, what, what, what's next? Well, next, what I believe now is most important to start clinical trials in humans okay. because because we can do it in animals uh, hundreds and hundreds times. It was done a lot already, many. It's already in clinic. It should be moved directly to humans. And I would say that it would be a clinical trial to which I would be qualified as a patient. I would join this myself. I, that's what I was going to say. I, I, maybe I'll send you my email address. You can put me on the list. I'll be interested yeah. in trying it myself. Yeah. All right, D- Dr. Blagasconi, do you have anything you want to plug? you have any uh, upcoming books or anything like that or new companies you're looking for investors for? <laughs> well, um we're developing this company, Tartis, and indeed I am trying to write a book uh, on aging, uh, which I call preliminary origin of aging, okay. which show very different point of view on aging, like tour-driven process, not accumulation of molecular damage, but something like program-like, which we can really affect and to switch or slow down at least. Interesting. I would love to find out what effects the rapamycin has on the telomere, whether it lengthens it or maintains its length and keeps it from getting shorter, because that's, that's something that happens with aging as well on a genetic level. We've come to the end of the interview yeah. We will do this experiment for you. Yeah, so I would love that. Next time when you invite me to talk, I will tell you the result. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I want to thank you very much. I know you're a very, very busy guy. I want to thank you for coming on the show today to talk about this very important subject. Thank you, Carl. Okay. And we will have another episode of Superhuman Radio for you tomorrow. We're doing an update on stem cell therapy. You're going to want to listen to this. I've got Dr. Michael Smith from Life Extension Foundation. That's going to be on tomorrow. We're going to be talking about some really, really exciting recent breakthroughs on stem cell therapy. So stay tuned. We'll talk to you then. Have a great day. Listening to the Superhuman Channel. Don't hate us because we feel good.